crazy. Welcome back, everybody. Episode two of Backlash Radio. It's Anthony Pino from the Blood Money and Hook Optics, and my pal Nick Carullo from the Southern and the Wire Transfer and Front Runner Boots. So we're back, and I think we're going to do a little bit of White Marlin Open review. Thankfully, there was no real controversy, but there are some talking points. We can talk about the the Blood Money's uh, White Marlin Open, which is average at best. But how you doing, buddy? Always rough on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, sick he- tournament, though. Sick payout. I mean, fishing, I guess, wasn't. Yeah, I guess fishing, a lot of, fishing was a lot of okay. smaller fish around, right? Yeah, fishing was, I mean, compared to last year, it, it was far from it was miles better than last year. Fishing was twice as good as last year. I mean, last year was, uh, I would say, a, a, an abysmal year, and there was very little blue water. Um, so this year we had a, a fair bit of blue water around, a couple different options on where to go, um, some water up basically offshore and offshore the Baltimore Canyon up to the Wilmington Canyon off offshore, and then some water to the south behind the Washington um and there was good fishing in both um the trash man got off to a good start on the first day i think they caught three blues and two whites down in that southern water and uh tell uh tell us that we don't know uh what's the point system for whites and blues i think i want to say the because the whites look like it was 70 it's whites are 70 and i think I think blues are 21, so three to one. It's three to one. So blue is three whites. If I remember. Oh, wow. Let me let me check. But um, so they the, the trash man got off to a good start. I can't remember what, but I know he caught uh a blue and two whites, or three three blues and two whites, which was I mean phenomenal. He catch three blues at Ocean City. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. No, I saw that and I, I was looking at their points. I was like, man, that's not a lot of points for it, it's it's not. It's set it up. Fa- it does not favor a blue marlin. That's for sure. No, it, it's set up to where like, and all the tournaments up here are like. Yeah, that. it's a white marlin tournament, so you can't, you can't, you can't walk away with it by just catching. Like, it used to. A lot of the tournaments used to be set up where like it was like four hundred points to one hundred points for, four hundred points for a blue, one hundred points to a white, and you know somebody would catch two blue, one blue marlin and win win a win a daily or or maybe the smaller tournaments they would win the tournaments with a, a blue marlin versus somebody catching three whites so um i think they changed that and uh also see so, i mean i know you said it was good better fishing than last year but there weren't any whites really weighed were there no there was one 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 white that i w- i was aware that made made length and didn't make weight which kind of sucked how often when was the last time that happened it's happening more and more because of because of the they increased it to 70 inches the tournament increased their minimum to 70 inches and 70 pounds what was it before 68 it was 68 and 65 pounds or something like that um oh blues are 175 so it's a point to it's 175 to 70 points so it's it's it still favors whites 
but I mean the Blues are still still over two to one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they I can't remember how long ago, but it was they it, they were killing. A, I wouldn't say too many, but it, a fair amount of whites with the with the lower minimum, and they increased it to seventy inches and seventy pounds, which I'm not a huge fan of. And I, I did want to talk about this. The whole seventy pounds thing is I I find that very difficult because that's a, that's a hell of a guesstimation, you know. And like if I caught a seventy one incher and I was like the formula put it at sixty eight or sixty five pounds, I'm I'm taking that thing home to weigh, man. Like I'm not gonna bet six and a half million dollars on 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 the formula. You know what I mean? Maybe that thing had a big breakfast. Maybe it ate yeah. a couple couple mullets off of somebody else's dread certainly not ours because we don't use them but uh you know you know what i mean like i'm not i'm killing that fish either way so it, it would be nice for the fish to to count for something like 70 pounds is a is a rel- is a pretty large white marlin you know yeah some some know, years, jesse some... on the average twin in the tournament they deck put a 69 incher on the deck so you know they thought they had it you know yeah yeah i mean i i don't know i'm sure I... a lot of i'm sure a bunch of boats did but yeah, I mean, we measured a couple sixty-fives, and I I know somebody that said they measured a seventy-two and let it go, which I think is insane. It was a rumor that I heard, but like, I mean, to make seventy and seventy inches or seventy pounds is just a lot to compute while you're wrestling a white marlin trying to lay it down on the deck and get a good measurement. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, and like, I don't know about anybody else, but I know that I'm not leaving. If it makes, if it's 71.70.1 inches or 70 inches, I'm taking it home, dude. I don't like, even if it's 69 and three quarters, you know, it's legal to keep like 66 is illegal. And I'm, you know, I'm not losing any, even I'll let the tournament measure it and see what they have to say. You know, like yeah, yeah. I'm not betting six and a half million dollars on that. Yeah, absolutely. So let them decide. Yeah, so I mean that has a lot to do. A lot of people say, "Oh, why there was a, a you know the first day of our pre fishing because we had leading up to the tournament on for the blood money, we had to have a, an engine rebuilt." And Davis Diesel from Wil- Wilmington, North Carolina, came up and rebuilt an engine in six days, a C thirty two, which I I'll be forever grateful for Nate and Curtis for them for them doing that. So we were able to get two days of pre fishing, and then those two days of pre fishing. We never caught a white marlin that was over like 50 pounds, you know, and we caught, we had seven, we caught seven in our first day pre-fishing and four in our second day. And they were all, a couple of them were fucking micros, you know, but it's, it's with the new minimums. I think it's far more normal for this tournament to be like this, to have only a couple weighed fish and even a non-qualifying fish, if I can remember correctly. But I mean, when I was a kid, fishing was not not nearly as good. And I just remember like them filling out the whole board. You know what I mean? It was normal yeah. for them to fill out the whole board. So um, I don't know if, if they if I if they asked me and we are sponsors, Hook Optics of the tournament. So if they ever asked us what what they, could they change, I would say just a, a tangible concrete minimum, whatever the minimum. I don't mind 70 inches being the minimum. You know, it's a, but it's a tan tangible minimum. You know what I mean? Now I think it should be more like 68 because I just think that the two inches makes a big, makes a, makes a big no. difference in the, in the, just the general action at the scales. But in this tournament, um, it was basically a tuna. I mean, tournament. it's crazy to think 400 boats didn't weigh one. I mean, it's pretty yeah, crazy. That, 
that's 1200 fishing days and did not weigh the there was only one one that made length you know what i mean and that's just crazy you know what did it weigh it weighed like 68 and a half pounds or something like that it was close i mean you can't yeah you can uh you can't look at them people i think it was a skirt chaser from north carolina if i remember correctly you can't look at that and be like oh man they killed a small one you know like it's the tournaments. It's not really a small. It's a term, tournament's definition of a small one. It's not really a small white marlin. Bringing a a sixty two injured away would be a small white marlin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? So I I find that that minimum for the idea that you know it is the white marlin open. Now it's we should just call it the fishing lottery. Let's be honest. Like, um, yeah. But it is the white marlin open, and if you want to get a, a little bit more action at the scales then maybe they should re- rethink that minimum, you know, and I can't really beyond that. Like as far as the tournament set up, it's hard to hard to argue with anything that the, the Moscow family has going because it's, it's just an incredible event to be here to have it right in my hometown is, is super, I would feel myself super fortunate and probably the whole reason why I got into fishing and fell in love with it to begin with is this, you know, having this tournament, you know, here and kind of being a part of it for a couple of years and or just being around it. When I was a kid, just thinking like, man, I just want to be a part of this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a big, is a big reason why I fell in love with fishing, if not the reason, but um, yeah, it was a fishing was decent enough, but the, like, yeah, there were blue Marlin fishing seemed pretty decent. Yeah. And I heard mm-hmm. some, heard some stories of some, some really big fish getting away. Yeah, I mean, my friend of mine, Brian, on the Christine Marie, and this happened a couple times. For what I what I understand, they hooked a big one on the dink bait. Um, with he said three fifty. It was on the last day. He hooked it at like three fifty eight and thirty and thirty seconds, like right right before lines out. He really didn't have much of a choice. Tried to switch him out, but he wouldn't switch. So he ate a dink bait, and they fought it, and they didn't. They couldn't. You know, you're just in a bad situation. That happens all the time, you know, all the time. And then, you know, you have to fish like that because typically it's eight, eight or 10 to one white Marlins to blue Marlins up here. So have to fish with a traditional, what I would say, mix like Marlin, mid-Atlantic Marlin spread, which is a couple lures or a couple big baits and, and, a and four, four, four small baits for white Marlins. Cause you're more likely going to see a white Marlin than ever, than anything else. So. And we'll talk about that. Uh, we had a listener question about that, but we'll talk about the mid-Atlantic Marlins. I'm trying to think who it was. Um, I don't know if it was Falling Seas or somebody else that said said they had like, I mean, what they call the grander dumped a teaser reel or something. Oh, wow. I didn't that. hear that. I mean, there, there's definitely some fish seen. Um, somebody, I think the Crazy Salts, I heard a rumor. Oh, that they big Crazy one. Salts. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah, they said I had heard that that it was a big. They'd seen a big one on the end of the first day. Blue marlin fishing overall in the Mid Atlantic has been better, mainly because I think everybody's most a lot of boats have sonars now. They had decent blue marlin fishing, and um, before we get to the winners, the, the big money winners on the the floor reel, um, it was a tuna. It was it was basically a tuna tournament, like leading up to the last day. Like, yeah. I think Willie, who you on the la- on the other pod, you. You interviewed Willie on the Rochambeau. He he was looking at like seven million dollars, or they, it would have been 
it would have been all the money that the Florio won plus his one and a half. So almost $8 million uh, with his big eye. I can't remember how big it was. Um, he was 16, maybe. Yeah, something like that. And he ended up getting bumped to third. But still, since he was in the $50,000 winner take all, Calcutta, he would he took he yeah, yeah. a million and a half. So congratulations to Willie. And then um, the real the real tight guys, Ocean City, real tight. Paul Mann, uh, Stephen, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try. Um, but Stephen on the uh, just a, a family program, family and friends program on the, their 58. Paul Mann won the tuna and they won a million dollars, too. So it's pretty crazy. There was a there's three Did MJs win money on tuna. I think so, but but not a not, not a whole pile. But I mean a lot, but not like in the in the context of the White Marlin Open, not a lot. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. everything's kind of skewed. The Fish Lake won three hundred sixty six thousand dollars on a two hundred forty seven pound second place tuna. Game over. Another Ocean City boat one hundred seventy thousand dollars. Rochambeau one point seven five two on the fourth place tuna and the real tight um 265 1.1 million um really cool to see a lot of ocean city boats doing well this year i mean i feel like um the roncito 50 pound mahi 32,000 right down the dock from us ocean city boat so maverick 31 pound mahi 30 grand so all ocean city boats so you know i feel like sometimes the state of north carolina or south carolina it seems like Sometimes other 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 states come in here and do really well, but I'm super happy to see a lot of local boats come in here and fish and and do really well. And then obviously the floor reel, 640 pound blue marlin. I think it was their only bite of the day. Big wave Dave Warren. Super nice guy. I haven't seen him in quite some time, but he was when he ran a book called The Wound Up, he was he was very nice to me when I was a, a very young, dumb captain, which I'm not far from it now. Um, but 6.2, 6.3 million. Oh, 6.235 million for a single blue Crazy. Mark. That's just wild. I mean, make us a millionaire. I mean, it for, you know, the industry standard, it'd be pretty close, you know, for, for the crew. You know, I know that the guys, I can't remember all the guys on the boat, but they were um, Ocean City guys that that had been fishing the White Marlin Open for a very, very, very long time. Um, so it's cool to see, see uh, those guys, you know, people that have invested the a lot. The biggest payout ever, right? Uh, I would think so, yeah. I mean, at least for the, I don't know, for the single fish, like, in the world, I think it's a world record, but I mean, as far as the White Marlin Open is concerned, it's or any any tournament that I'm aware of, it's it's far and away the the biggest payout for a single fish, you know. So, and like I said, Dave Dave Warren and the crew, Dave Warren and Rob Belcher, I mean, those guys have been around for a long time, so those guys deserve a deserve an incredible payday. So, and the crew, like I said, they've all been fishing the White Marlin Open for a long, long time. That's sick, man. That's it's such an incredible, incredible win, man. A lot of money, dude. That's yeah. And you know what? That, of. You know what? That's you know what was cool about how it's set up is like 
you know, there was the board was open till all the way open till the last day. And honestly, beyond it, like you yeah. winning white Marlin, you felt like you could you were fishing the entire time. And it's great when when it's like that, because, you know, it's just you're you're super motivated and you're just like everyone. Every next bite could be the be the be the next fish on the last day. I caught a sailfish. So that wasn't great. Like um, if so, if somebody on the last day. They, I mean, they caught their fish. If someone catches uh, a white that qualifies, where would the, what would it have done to their winnings? I think it would have it would have taken a lot out of it because most what, the, probably half of it out. Yeah, the three biggest bets in the White Marlin Open: the fifty thousand dollar, the twenty thousand dollar, and the and the ten thousand dollar are all winner take all bets. And the first, the first first criteria or the first fish that it's going to go to is the biggest white marlin than the the biggest blue so it, it rolled to to that and since they weren't in the they weren't even in the big 50 so i mean i'd say that they weren't even in the big 50 i mean 50 grand's a lot of money we weren't in the big 50 50 grand's a lot of money but to think that they won six and 6.2 million dollars and not been in completely across the board is crazy that you is know? crazy because because that's, I guess, uh, Rose Chambeau. They were basically in got all their money from that. Yep. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. So, so then, uh, technically, they could have won. Yeah, almost eight, right? Yeah, almost eight. What Willie was looking at at the beginning, like after his tournament. So I mean, either way, like, and we were for the just as we were looking at on the on the blood money program, and I was like. You know, fifty thousand dollars is a lot to bet on a fishing tournament. You know, you're already fifty thousand dollars, so it, yeah, you're already in fifty yeah. no matter what. Yeah, so without it, you're one hundred six thousand dollars across the board. And I was just like, guys, like, don't feel any pressure on to my group for, you know, if we How win. How many boats were in the fifty? Do you know? Thirty-three. 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 Oh. I believe it was. So, I mean, there, there was a. There's an, a, a way of thinking. Can you can, just get in the 50 yeah, and not nothing else? That's, that's what I was going to, I was just about to say. You that's can't probably the smartest bet of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't know what, the, you know, but the only problem is if somebody catches somebody in that 50 catches an 80 pound white Marlin on the first day, you're like, fuck, there's nothing to fish for, you know? And that's, what, <laughs> that's the way we looked at it. And we just, I said, you know what, let's just, let's just cover the basis. And we all agreed upon, Let's just cover the base, all the bases. And, you know, cause you could win, you know, a daily tuna basic almost covers, covers your, your expenses, you know? So I wanted to South win a daily tuna. I, I wanted maybe. Yeah. They, yeah, they had to have, cause they caught a giant I, yellowfin. Yes. I saw that giant yellowfin they caught. Yeah. So I don't know um, because there was a lot of big eyes caught. So, I mean, that was our way of thinking we were going to. We were just going to cover all our bases, basically go all in on what we would have done last year. And, you know, if we didn't win the 50, we didn't. And honestly, it worked out because, you know, honestly, I wouldn't have been 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 feeling shitty if we wouldn't have won that extra million and a half after winning six and a half, six, what they won. So, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Out. I mean, yeah, you could have been like, oh, but it's not like a like like, a, oh, man, I can't believe you didn't get in that Calcutta, you know? <laughs> Like fifty thousand uh, yeah. dollars is can can do a lot of things for a program, you know. Absolutely. So I don't know. It all. It, How many it, boats will be? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And it, it ended up being a pretty incredible tournament. You know, some pretty incredible moments for people. Um, and then Austin, 
uh, my guy, my my doc partner for the week, uh, Finn Planer, Chris Gornell, he won top boat. He caught nine, five, and three white marlins on his on his three days, and he just beat Austin, my buddy Austin Robbins, on the max bet by one fish and the trash man by like maybe one fish or two fish. So I mean, they there were some some pretty cool things, and I always right. So who won release? Uh, Finn Planer. Uh, oh from wow, Morgan Inlet, Chris Cornell. Um, those guys put on a clinic, and they were docked right next to me all season. All, all what, the, what are they? What they win for release? Uh, I think they won sixty sixty thousand dollars, and then the That's max crazy. bet the max bet won close to a hundred because they won a daily, and then they got second place. I think it was something like that, sixty or. But um, I don't know. E- even though it's not a whole lot of money, it's still incredible to be out there out of 400 boats be the be the top boat man i've always just dreamed of i've always dreamed of winning the white marlin open but you know i feel like i can if i put together a good good week fishing i feel like i can win i have a i have a fair bit of control in winning the release division whereas there you you don't have i don't care what anybody says nobody has any control over winning winning the white marlin open as far as finding a big fish you know what i mean now maybe the blues there's a little bit more more to it than maybe finding a larger blue marlin maybe fishing around the tunas because there were some uh willie did i think he was fishing in the tunas and he did fought, fight a blue marlin on the last day for like three or four hours or something like that on the rochambeau so i mean he willie put together an incredible tournament chris cornell austin robbins obviously on the max bet I mean, there's a lot of boats that put together some really good tournaments. But we were we were not one, but I don't know. Still, still an incredible week. The weather was decent enough. That was good. Gearing up for the next one. Yep. So we got the poor girls um, starting on Thursday. I think we're going to fish a day, and hopefully on Saturday we're going to fish a day. And then we got the Mid Atlantic. So fishing was been pretty good. That tighten up. Caught nine yesterday. Nine whites, and the Bill Fisher caught a. A blue and four or five whites so fishing's fishing's pretty decent so thankful for it nice um, how many boats will you have in the mid-atlantic uh they'll probably be two i think they they limited it to 225 port per port so 250 right at the, the the limit i'm sure sure that's what it'll be there close to it you know and especially with the fishing being decent the weather the weather's always a big big factor because because of the runs we have to make and you know i'm i'm looking at the water and i'm like i'm gonna i might be very far away from home one day so see how it turns out and stupid mid-atlantic with our with our uh long runs but all in all pretty cool the inlet was a it wasn't terrible uh getting in and out it was like well say that but it takes about from my slip to the inlet which takes typically takes about three minutes took takes about 45 minutes um boat traffic yeah boat traffic it's crazy but you know the all overall and then getting in the inlet was similar um moved a little bit smooth everybody was real nice there was a since the days were so obvious what days you were gonna fish everybody fished on those days because the other days were so crappy that there was traffic but everybody was pretty cordial and i don't know i think it's cool to you know see it's just quite the spectacle you know 200 boats lined up to get out or in the inlet depending on the time of day and 
don't know. It's pretty My cool. My boss said Tucker was the first one in every day, so we never had a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tucker had, yeah, the special situation running home at forty knots, you know, <laughs> burning, burning all the fuel, two hundred and something gallons an hour. He 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 has to be first because if he has to get fuel, it's going to take an hour. Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy, but you have to you have to be first if you're going to get fu- you know if you're going to get fuel. So oh no, a good tournament. I'm just happy to hang out with your boss, Rich, a little bit and hang out with those guys over there. And I hope they, I will, what did he, you talk to him about it yet? Uh, briefly, we're supposed to, uh, supposed to, uh, really talk on Thursday and catch up and everything, but he already, he said, we're fishing all of them with Tucker next year. So we're already, I'd be curious already to see, signed up. I was curious to see what his, what his feelings on it are, you know, cause well, he's pretty fired up. I know that. Like, it's just a cool event. And you get everybody, you know, you get a lot of people from the sport fishing world, you know, there for that week. You know, it was Bo James from Australia was there. Um, you know, mates from mates from Costa Rica, Mexico, guys up and down the East Coast. Pretty incredible teams there. You know, it's it's quite the spectacle. And I'm super for super thankful that the tournament's in in my hometown and that yeah. we have the facility, you know, that the Godelsky, John Godelsky and the people at Sunset Marina built that marina to fit all that because there is not another spot in this town to put another 70 footer, you know, 65, 55 to 70 footer. There's just no more space. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. So, but yeah, it all was a great week. I think my guys seem to have a good time to not, to not be competitive on the release side is kind of, I think we finished like 40th, which is was a kind of a letdown on my part. I felt like I, I just made some bad decisions and didn't didn't execute on on some of the information I was given. But whatever, you got to just move. I had my 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 two hours of reflection on the way in, and I'm past it now. <laughs> I don't know. Still sound like you're reflecting. No, well, you have to reflect. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I'm much different than you after a bad sailfish tournament. So. You just want to do well, you know, like I hear you. for our, our program, we don't do a lot of tournament fishing and traveling any other other place. So like these tournaments, they hold a, a lot of a lot of weight and how the program's going. So you want to do well. And we we've done well and passed and you just want to keep on doing it. You know, you will. Hopefully, hopefully we got in the, the poor girls. There's a I mean. The last year, the first place boat like won like one hundred and forty thousand dollars. So it's not, it's not a slouch of a tournament, ladies' tournament. So we're not at all. We're gonna go out there and, and try our best, you know. And then we got the Mid Atlantic, and then a couple more fun tournaments after that. The the Labor Day tournament and the Challenge Cup, hopefully, um, which is a cool concept. The Cape May versus Ocean City Challenge Cup, which is fun. It's just a fun tournament. It's not really a whole lot of money in it but something to win i mean every day is a tournament absolutely yeah yeah. the competition so but yeah man so we were talking um we had a listener who was it who sent the question dalton dietrich dalton dietrich from do you know where he's from uh pennsylvania okay mid-atlantic guy what was the question again will be awesome to hear what the spread looks like when white and blue fishing uh interested in reels lines and leaders okay so since we're we were just finishing fishing the white marlin open, can get into that if if you you want. Seems like a decent segue. Yeah. So 
basically on the blood money for our white marlin gear we use a shimano tiranos 25 no not tiranos talica 25 um we were using the bfc for a while which is a great reel but we 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 tangled with a lot of tunas up here so and blue marlin so we we went to the dr and we got the talica 25s for the dr everybody really seemed to like it so we got the metallica 25s they have a little slower retrieve but they're they have a two they have a low gear and a high gear which is great and they have a harness lug which is great um for when we when you get a tuna on or a, a blue marlin on a bigger blue marlin on um yeah super it helps out we we Two years ago, in 2021, we had uh, we we caught a 104 pound yellowfin on a Talica BFC in the White Marlin Open to get second place, and that was all the angler could do. To he had the he had the back off the drag and jam the preset all the way, and then and then go all the way to full so we could get this in. And we in it, we fought it for like an hour and 15 minutes. It was 104 pound, and we and we would have. I feel like we would have, if we would have fought, if we would have had the, the Talica 25s at the two speeds in a harness, we would have caught that thing in about 35, 40 minutes. And we probably would have ended up winning top boat because I had caught five that day, four before that yellowfin and one right after. As soon as I put the bow back in gear, got back to my spot, we caught one and I was all by myself. So we looked at that and we finally invested in the 25s. And I think that they're a two speed. In the mid-Atlantic, man, a two-speed reel with a lot of line capacity and harness lugs are, is, I think, is a must, you know, um, because you can you can kind of get a little bit more leverage. And there's still a finesse enough to catch white marlins on. We do find we caught a 20-pound sailfish the other day on it. Yeah. I mean, there's still so combined with the with the Talica is a 30-pound class rod. I I'm not like a rod guru, like. I think any 30 pound class rod will do, you know, as long as it has just regular ring guides all the way through it. And then for line, we use 30, 30 pound Moy Moy diamond and a 60 pound leader, 24 feet of, of header, wind on header, and then a, and five foot shadow leader. So with a seven Oh, seven Oh Mustat. And that's our, uh, that's our white Marlin setup. And we will fish after the white Marlin open or after the mid Atlantic, we will basically fish with just two baits, on the longs and two baits on the flats, two dredges and two teasers. Um, for the white marlin open, we fish two lures and the short riggers on one thirty straight butts, old school one thirty straight butts with with hundred and thirty pound line and four hundred extra hard pound leader and uh, a nine OJ hooks in them. Generally, probably most of the fleet is probably fishing like that. Obviously, minus the straight butts i'm sure but yeah just for his answer but yep i would say it, the majority of the fleet is going to fish a white marlin spread with a couple of big baits whether it be a, a bait or a lure and at me personally i prefer the lures and the short riggers um and i i i'm a big fan of the the nine the nine or ten o hooks um, for the simple fact that you do get surprised by white marlin sometimes on them, and I feel like with the smaller hooks, you have a better chance of catching catching them. You know, even though it's not ideal. Yeah, but that's basically it. And then we do uh, 
we do have a pitch bait, which never works out on the blood money, but uh mackerel or a bluefish we've been using this year. Uh I think it's a 14-0 BKK hook and uh 400 pound extra hard as a pitch. So on that's on a straight butt 80. It's a little less the handle, but I'm a, I'm not a huge fan of bent butts. I hate them. Can't seem it. Can't seem or what do you do you fish? I mean, you don't fish a lot of bent butts, or when you do, no. I fucking I we jump so many fish off or pull hooks off, and seems like with the straight butts they seem to stick a little bit better. I like so, hear what the Aussies have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> seeing people people that fish for big, you know, people that go to Bermuda and stuff like that. But I'm sticking to. I'm I'm convinced at least on my boat we're sticking with the straight butts. Um, the from weep fish to Pakula. Um, Does it have, you have a terminator butt on it? No, no, just a straight butt. So I think I feel like it would be a lot with a blue marlin on the end, eighteen pounds of drag to be able to have the wherewithal to to change that thing and put it in the gimbal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and everything's set up, so we're just going with that going with it it's been good to us so far so but and i feel like you know some people have the confidence to just fish the small baits and then pitch to a big blue marlin but since we since basically the pitch bait on our boats and just another teaser that they eat and then eat something else hopefully um i i feel like we got to have the lures out there yeah and like i said they they tend to raise a lot of white marlins you know, but then you got to get it away from them. But sometimes they eat it and you hook them and they catch them. So we did Just catch skip them across the surface. We, caught, we did catch one 50, 50 pound white marlin on a on a one thirty this week. So, <laughs> so but yeah, so that's that, nice. Yeah, I think it'd be nice when you hook them like that on a, on a killfish like that. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was white. A, when I worked on a boat, a charter boat called the Marley, we had a, we had a, a mackerel with like a 20 O circle hook in its belly on the shore rigger and a white Marlin ate it. And, uh, it was five thirty extra hard. It was, it was a giant, giant bait. And a, I would like that thing ate it, took some drag. And I was like, it has to be the one. So I gaffed it. And it was like, it was like a 50, 50, it was legal, but it wasn't very big. I felt bad. <laughs> so in in hindsight, I could have lifted it up by the five thirty extra hard, and yeah. put, you know, yeah, just flip them over the side. Yeah. So like a like a, like a yeah, like a little schoolie. So so yeah, that's that's our spread. Pretty simple: two dredges and two 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 chains. Um, we're we're contractually obliged on the blood money since we have Squid Nation, Bill Pino, my uncle fish on the boat that we fish two squid dredges and uh two chains but two flippy floppies but honestly i used to be a like a mullet ballyhoo you got to work harder than everybody and now i'm convinced dude just go out there and put two squid dredges out and run them over run them over and you know do a couple things with the dredges that i'm going to keep secret you know if you're in the right spot you're going to get bit you know squid nation dredges have won tournaments all around the world, including in Ocean City. So we're going to stick with it until it stops working. So, but thanks, Uncle there Bill. It is. Thanks, Uncle Bill, for always always providing us with the good stuff. So secret stuff. Yeah.
red red squid dredge lumo squid dredge pink chain lumo chain that's it bro haven't changed it in three or four years there you go but yeah that's it pretty simple just try to keep it simple and capitalize that's it that's it i like it and then we had uh responses to our question of the week last week heads up or course up what were your just responses you got because i got mine were from two guys that we both really respect um the cabia mark the cabia and and tucker calhoun they they gave me some some responses but what did you what who did you, did you get any good responses from anybody yeah we had a message in our had a backlash uh heads up always he said unless you're a psychopath word for Who's word that? captain steve mason oh i know from beach and bay charters that's him yep steve's a good dude man so we've been through this we're both heads up guy right like yeah yeah so i i'm dyslexic so i need to be if I'm running a channel, like, and I'm coming in, like, and I'm looking for a red, it's it has to be like it has to look the same on the chart, that, yeah, yeah, on the thing, because I will, I I will get fucked up like real bad. But um, Tucker, 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 and um, Tucker said in the military when he was in the Coast Guard, he said they train uh, north up because all the charts are always north up. So if you're for some reason you you lose you lose uh electronics in the olden days back when Tucker was sailing around the world on sailboats being in the coast guard um and using paper charts they all the paper charts they match the the electronic charts up with the paper charts and then for Decavia Mark said it's just easy for me because the way my inlet's set up it's always to the north you know what i mean so I, I understand that, but I, when I go fishing and th that all makes perfect sense, but when I go fishing and I'm fishing offshore, I orientate myself to the bites, not to whichever way North is, you know, I really couldn't give a fuck which way North is till I got to come home, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I spoke with Phil, uh, from front runner about it. And he said, he's just was always accustomed to North up as well. Yeah. yeah. But he said, you know, when he, does service or picks up a client's boat for whatever reason you know they're always heads up so he said it's always you know it's throwing him off so he's kind of been like forcing himself just to kind of be more of a a heads up guy even though he's always been accustomed to being north up so yeah it's definitely just an an older i think know, yeah i mean it's a feature it's a feature that wasn't offered then you know so obviously you know we'll we're, we would definitely prefer well the old people like we're we're just young so obviously the world revolves around us and hence why the, the, it's heads up you know instead of the old guys that they were aware that the world doesn't revolve around them and they are part of the world but not us nope heads up the world is revolving around us so um there you go but yeah my just my dyslexia i i thankfully i, I have not ruined i haven't made any real mistakes on the blood money as far as running aground and being on the wrong side of buoys but on my little boat i do it more than i care to admit that's for sure so. <laughs> well we've definitely done it so yeah so if you have if you haven't hit bottom i've been on the boat long enough yeah so but yeah i, I think it's a pre obviously it's a preference but i think anybody who does north up is obviously a fucking lunatic so but 
for me, heads up is the way to go. And, and now, yeah, good. and it matches What's that. It matches the sonar. So, like, if your mark on the sonar is, you know, the head, the sonar is always heads up. So, yeah, yeah. If your GPS and your sonar match, it's a little easier. So, say, uh, say if you had, we had any good backlash stories, but I guess you kind of had a a backlash. Well, I had a backlash of my own, that's for sure. So, I, I have, we have to. Captain Backlash. We have to recount this story for many reasons. I first of all have to say thank you to any everybody who helped me out. So um I we were fishing. We left the dock late because I had some steering issues. We managed to remedy that with some help from the southern seas, and then they were broken down with a bad starter. So we took their their ladies in the in the heels and reels and Marlins for Mason's tournament. Um, we left the dock an hour, almost an hour late. Started fishing an hour late. Ended up having a decent day, catching four out of seven. Um, and at the end of the day, we just let our fourth go, and I, I knew I was kind of right in it. And I was super focused, and um, like two hours earlier, Richie Barrett, one of our heroes on this podcast. Um, was fishing next to me, kind of fishing towards me uh, as I was getting some bites. And he almost, he said he almost ran over a giant net with these big floats on it. And he says, it's pretty fucking gnarly. Don't be aware of it. And, you know, we just let one go. And I was kind of, I didn't think that I was anywhere near this thing. And maybe it drifted towards me. Maybe I fished towards it. And uh, I just ran over a, a net, not being aware, you know, and I I ran it over and I, as soon as I heard what heard something on the bottom, I knew exactly what it was. And uh, it was a, I don't know. It's probably, backlash. yeah. Backlash right in the wheel. So it was probably, <laughs> it was probably about 80 feet long. Um, we got it caught in the dredge. So we cleared up. We, one of the, one of the, one dredge got caught in it. So we had to cut that off. Um, oh, geez. So we're, it was like two. I'm days. guessing you weren't able to pull it in the boat. No, no, this thing it was sixty, it was sixty feet long. Oh, so wow. there's probably forty to fifty feet hanging out the back of the boat. So we were able to cut a lot of it off with a pair of bolt cutters, and then uh, before I had to get in the water, and thankfully. You know, I got to thank um, the Valentine, Glenn Cameron and Joe Valentine, the owner. Um, they brought a brownie system over. We had a we had a tank, but they convinced me that the tank wasn't going to last last long enough. They brought some bolt cut, big bolt cutters and a brownie system over so I could stay underwater, which I was underwater for an hour and 20 minutes. Andy Helms brought some stuff over on the Real Joy um anthony my good pal anthony on the on the real chaos brought some stuff over michael tickle on the waist knot they brought some another pair of big bolt cutters over and some and and a hacksaw and uh um jeremy blunt on the uh lit up brought a brought a sea anchor over so we were because it was it wasn't like it wasn't shitty it was shitty in the morning but it was laying out, so it was getting calm, but it wasn't calm. So, I mean, I had my helmet on. The sea anchor is clutch, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't even know. I was in the water so long that I didn't even know. I felt the boat swing when they got the sea anchor tied off, and I was like, "What the fuck is?" And people were like, "I was in the water 
and people were kind of like backing up opposite of me giving us stuff the entire time and i was like yeah. like people were backing up i'm under here dealing with this thing and um but everybody i'm just so so, so thankful that people came from far and wide timmy timmy kidwell too on the stream weaver he was right there when it happened he, he was the first one one to help me out so um super thankful for everybody that helped um you know a couple things that you need to have i, I feel like that brownie system it's twenty five hundred dollars but is worth it you know i like like i said i think we would have gone through the tank um pretty quickly so having yeah, for sure the little compressor the 110 compressor on the brownie and uh just being able to be under there like for 20 20 minutes at a time 20 30 minutes at a time you know hacking away and cutting was was huge so um yeah we we cut a lot of it off and um before i could get in the water and then i had to get under there they, they had the these round floats on it so i had to cut the cut the floats off enough to get some take the buoyancy out of the net to get down there and try to because i wasn't i really wasn't there was uh inch and a half stainless steel cable inside the net so i wasn't really gonna cut through it because I, I tried with the bolt cutters with the with the small bolt cutters but i wasn't able to hold hold the rudder and work with the bolt cutters like i could do up above yeah up above we had people holding on to it with the gaff and i was cutting through it like strand by strand but under the boat there was nobody under there to 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 help me and i we didn't we tried to hacksaw i wore through a couple hacksaw blades and and then finally i was able to find a we were able to cut the uh cut the buoy cut the floats off of it and which mark decavia told me that those floats were like a hundred dollars each so maybe we should have recovered them and i should have threw them in the boat but um i was cutting i cut them off enough that i could get the net down and under the rudder so they let go and i could get it under the rudder and get enough slack so i could start working on it in the wheel and uh thankfully by the grace of god man like i found an, an area where the where the cable was broken and it was just net and i was able to hack through that and get a lot of the lot of the net away from the the net that was around the rudder or hanging out from the rudder to the prop i was able to to get the net out from cut that part of the net so now I just had there was no buoyancy no resistance so all as i had was cable and net so then i just once i got that done i took a took a minute and i went back down i started hacking with just a regular serrated knife at the net and i was able to hack all the net away and then just basically untangle the cable from the prop because there was no getting getting like cutting through with, with even with the tools i had i, I don't think that i would able to cut through them so i was like I was blown away that I was co convinced that we were going to beat five, six knot in it back home. But we, yeah, I was able to get it. Undone. Yeah, send me some pictures of that. I don't. I they, my boss had it all up on the Instagram for a while. He's got he's got to have it. But with the Starlink, it was like it, as it was happening, play by play. So I mean, Scuba we Steve. Yes, yeah, thankfully, was able to to do that and. uh 
and then there was a little bit in the sonar but thankfully no real damage considering you know we rebuilt an engine and then on our day that we left to rebuild the engine we our first day back from fishing the radar broke on the way out like as soon as i left the inlet i was like the fucking radar i could i remember it was the apc code or afc code that comes up on the garmin i'm like god the radar but it was a nice day so i just went fishing so we got another we borrowed a radar off the showtime which is in the boatyard so it was just like one thing after another and i was just like after that i was pretty pretty drained and i was like i wasn't convinced that i could run this boat anymore after it's only uphill from here buddy (laughs) so we got it all done we managed not to not to have any any damage in the wheel or anything like that by by the grace of god and we didn't rip the sonar out of the boat or bend the shaft which i couldn't believe that was pretty pretty scary but i'm super thankful for everybody that helped out that was there i mean rich rich bear richie was there right next to us and there was a lot of people that were were just in the area waiting to help so it's awesome when you hear us tell you to steer clear or something just do it we will definitely be investing in a, in a brownie system that was clutch and now we have lots of hacksaws and <laughs> uh, so pl- a plasma cutter would be what it would it would be great you know but i mean you know 90 percent of the time you're you're cutting something then that's you know just rope or net or something like that but that thing was yeah, yeah. that thing was gnarly and i hope I'm, i was gonna go back there on the first day of the white marlin open and i was like you know what i don't need to go back there i don't know where that thing is but so yeah super thankful to everybody that helped it was um, awesome. I like I never met Michael on the on the on the waste knot, you know. I mean, the some of my guys that I've some of my good friends, Andy and Anthony Matteris were there. Jeremy Blunt, who have I known who kind of gave me my start in this, were like on the on the lit up every there's a lot of people that were that from my community, but the extended community, the the Valentine, Glenn Cameron and Joe, the owner and and Michael Tickle on the waist knot. That was I was super thankful for their help too. So that's pretty awesome. So, pretty sobering moment there, but it was past, and I haven't managed not to break anything else so far. Ah, you'll you'll turn it around, bro. So, but just be aware, everybody. Think having a helmet. I I had a helmet on because I I was going to the dr and helmet on the boat because I knew that. You know, we're chances of running over a fad in the DR are pretty high. So I was I was kind of at least had a helmet and that stuff on the boat, but pretty gnarly experience, man. And I also right. you got through it safe, got everyone home safe, most important. I also, I also wish that I was in better shape because I was hurting after that. Well, we're gonna get you on a program here soon. Appreciate that. So you, we keep on talking about it, but it hasn't happened yet. So it's gonna happen. Yeah, man. So that was a. Uh, that was our white marlin open and before and after and the whole week was just it go it go it goes by it's a long week but it goes by too fast you know yeah uh, you know we we were super well received with the hook optics we're sponsors of the tournament in both locations there at the the marlin fest at the inlet and uh at the weigh-ins and at even at our retail store i mean the support was incredible. So super thankful for everybody 
on that aspect as well. My mom, my girlfriend, my brother, my brother who's got the fish at me, which nice always excited when he fishes with me and my dad. Um, they held the fort down on land and it was a great week for everybody. So super awesome. thankful. Like I said, super thankful for the Moscow family to keeping this thing going. It's a great thing for the town, and I'm and I'm super thankful. I'm I'm happy that the town is starting to realize how big of an event this is because they used to not really care about it, you know. But per capita, I don't know what event brings more money into this town than that. Yeah. So. Yep. No, typically do. Yeah. So, but that was our White Marlin Open recap, and we're bummed that. I know you're waiting on your little one, so, but we missed you. I was, I was super excited to have you up here, but we'll do got a little one on the way. I'm excited for you for that too. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited, but, uh, I'll get up there at some point. Hey man, maybe in September. And, uh, looking forward to a uh, recap for mid Atlantic. Hopefully you got some, uh, exciting news for us. Yeah, I hope. Um, like I said, the poor girls is not no as far as the money yeah, yeah. is. I'm super excited for that tournament. Um, got my girlfriend Rachel fishing with us. Nice for Saturday. So, oh, thank you, the- thank you to Rachel. To yeah, getting backlash dialed in. By the way, on our first pre-fishing day, um, she she it was just two of my team member, the owner Bill, and then one of my team members Donnie. Our mate Ayrton, big time Ayrton, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and my girlfriend Rachel. So we were shorthanded, and we we managed to get lucky and get some bites. And she managed to go two for two, hooking hooking her own fish. So super proud. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah, and the I I didn't see the first one, but the second one definitely had some some smoothness and style to it. So um, pretty nice. Pretty happy about that. So, oh no, yeah. oh yeah, it's gotta make you feel good. Yeah, I'm super. She, cause she, she lived out there in California and did a lot of that long range fishing for for a couple years on those on those like headboat style tuna boats out there. It has badass. And she, we gotta do that one day. Yeah, we should do a field trip. Yeah, yeah, a little family trip. Um, do a pod out there. Yeah. Uh, but she she never really understood the whole marlin thing kind of not catching fish to eat and everything but i think she's starting to <laughs> so uh all in yeah, all so a lot of people still don't get it all in all incredible week obviously for the floor reel rochambeau real yeah. tight and all the money winners and and even the fin planer and the max bet trash man putting on an incredible week. We have another question of the day for for next week. Uh, I don't think so. I think we're good right now. But uh, if any of our listeners have any questions, I or have comments, one. I have one. If if in case of emergencies, what do people have on the boat that maybe maybe could help that people they feel like everybody should hold carry? You know, I think that's a. Uh, I look back on our, we're pretty accident prone. Had a guy stabbed by a Marlin, you know, running over shit. Marlin's jumping in the boat. <laughs> so we, oh, yeah. we try to be, be prepared possible because yeah. you're a long way from home. Absolutely. And if there's a thunderstorm or bad weather or something in between you and the Coast Guard, they ain't coming. But well, yeah, feel free to uh, 
shoot us a message on Backlash Radio. Thanks for listening. And it seems listening. like we had some good uh feedback already on the first one. So yeah, check out uh if you're enjoying everything, check out Hook Optics and Front Runner Boots. I mean, at this point, they're our sponsors, and we're super thankful for them. And uh, Phil got his custom order, seems pretty happy with it. We matched it to uh, his uh, his boat color, his personal boat color. So pretty excited for that. So he seems pretty happy. I'm guessing they're like light blue or something. Light blue. So whole family's got them. So custom customized down to the kids' uh, faces. So super cool. Nice. Thanks, Phil, for that, and thank you for all the support. So, yeah, thank you, Phil. Thank, thank you, Hook. Thank you, buddy, for joining me. And like I said, we missed you. I was super excited to have you, but it'll be another day. So, absolutely, your your little one comes. You should be here any day or not, right? Any day might be on the next pod. Well, we appreciate everybody listening, and uh, see you all next week. All right, thanks, guys.